0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So the mass delusion that lives in the media have forced upon us, especially in the COVID area, is collapsing. How do I know the mass delusions collapsing? Because they are doing fact checks right now. Fact checks. you got to put the air quotes in there about the mass delusion collapsing. Uh, if you didn't see what happened this weekend, stay tuned. I'll give you the uh, the down and dirty update on it. Um, it's hilarious watching these people scramble to gaslight you in order to save their gaslighting. It's new gaslighting to save old gaslighting. Let's get right to it. I've got that, um, including a warning about Sonia Sotomayor, a warning that was given to us a long time ago by a uh, leftist, ironically. Sonia Sotomayor, Supreme Court Justice, who blew it this weekend. And uh, also one of the most powerful things I've seen this week in piece of video by a a Nebraska Democrat speaking about school choice and the future of the country. This is a a video you really have to see. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. So small, it can be stored anywhere in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's HenryUSA.com for a free catalog and decals, and to see the Henry US Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. The way we go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Monday morning. Monday. A little excited today. So the mass delusion is collapsing. The uh, the uh, uh, vaccines, the just a couple of components of the mass delusion which's all been that's hoisted upon us. Right. The vaccines prevent COVID. Mass delusion that's now thoroughly collapsed. If and and by the way the reason the mass delusions collapsing is because people are seeing the delusions fake it's like you remember scooby doo? Remember scooby doo when they would they'd they'd pull the mask off the guy and it was always some dude it's like oh my gosh look it's the innkeeper that's <laughs> happening right now people are like vaccine joe vaccine's prevent covid i got the vaccine i got covid shut your pie hole and then your friend gets it and then your mom gets it and your dad and your dad's neighbor and then your dad's neighbor's neighbor and you're like my gosh the efficacy of these vaccines really sucks. That's collapsing. The second thing, masks work. That's now entirely collapsed. You're even seeing leftists out there right now, like Leanna Wen, saying, oh my gosh, leftists, remember the Planned Parenthood person? These cloth masks, they're just facial decorations. Gee, welcome to the party, Leanna Wen. We've only been talking about this forever. Another thing that's starting to collapse is the effort to suppress alternative treatments, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and elsewhere, because the science is starting to break through, and the science is breaking through. Man, this is a lot of material. In the first three minutes of the show, we're packing it in. But the reason the science is starting to break through, ironically, is due to the left left's efforts to censor it. Did you notice this? The Streisand effect? You know the Streisand effect, right? When Barbara Streisand told people, don't take pictures of my house, which led thousands of people to then go and take pictures of the house because they were curious why should not want people taking pictures of her house. The more people destroy uh, Dr. Robert Malone, McCullough, and others, and the more people try to suppress them when they appear on Joe Rogan's show and elsewhere, Dr. Stephen Quay and others like that, respected people, the more they try to suppress it, did you know the more it's going viral? Which is really terrific to see. The delusion is collapsing. Here's some evidence. I want to get this video right away. Here is CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Now, two things happen here. Brett Baer from Fox News questions her about the the just dreadful, ridiculous comments, dreadful, ridiculous comments by Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor in the vaccine mandate case on Friday that was heard in front of the Supreme Court. Sonia Sotomayor spewed an enormous amount of disinformation and misinformation, saying there were 100,000 kids in the hospital. Wrong. There are 3,000. And they're not even all there because of COVID. Some are there with COVID. So Walensky's forced to do a couple things here. She has to take that back. But she noticed she never critiques Sonia Sotomayor. And she still makes sure to, to sit on a razor's edge and keep the fear porn going because they need the fear porn. Here, yeah, watch this. This is a fascinating clip. There's so much here psychologically going on. Check this out. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. Now, we can find from Friday suggests there are fewer than 3,500 current pediatric hospitalizations from COVID-19. Is that true? Yeah, but you know, here's what I can tell you about our pediatric hospitalizations. Now, first of all, the vast majority of children who are in the hospital are unvaccinated, and for those children who are not eligible for vaccination, we do know that they are most likely to get sick with COVID if their family members aren't vaccinated. So, the most important thing we can do for those children to keep them out of the hospital is to vaccinate them and to vaccinate their family members around them. Understood. But the is not 100,000; that- it's roughly 3,500. In hospitals. Now. It, yes, there are there. Are, and in fact, what I will say is, while pediatric hospitalizations are rising, they're still about 15 fold less than hospitalizations of our older age age demographic. You see what she did there? She wants to make sure Sonia Sotomayor, because she's got a, she's she's supposed to be a scientist. She has to correct Sonia Sotomayor to admit that Brett Bear is correct that there are not 100,000 kids in the hospital on ventilators sick with covid uh and, you know various blends of illness from ventilators on down it's not the number is 3,000 and not all of them there are there because of covid some are there with covid But she still has to keep the fear porn campaign going because she knows if she doesn't keep the fear porn campaign going, that the gaslighting and the lie that everybody needs to take the vaccine, regardless if you've been infected or not, masks will continue to work. You should ignore ivermectin, it'll kill you. If she doesn't keep the fear campaign going, all of that stuff will go out the window. So she has to do it. The woman is an embarrassment. She's an embarrassment. Sonia Sotomayor is promoting this alternate reality, and instead of Wolinsky correcting it conclusively and firmly and saying that is false, kids are at low risk from this, natural immunity is real, masks are not doing what we said they would do, either are the vaccines, and getting some credibility back for the CDC She doesn't want to do it. It is more important to her to promote the mass delusion that they've been hoisting upon you, that the vaccines are the only answer that masks are working and that alternative treatments should be suppressed. Now, Sonia Sotomayor. I I mean, the incompetence on the Supreme court, it's really unbelievable. Sonia Sotomayor. Can you read a book? Anything? How is it on this in the Supreme court? On audio, they're recording this and putting it out, right? You managed to say that 100,000 kids are in the hospital sick with COVID. You were only off by 97,000. Let's be fair. You're only off by 96,000. What? You weren't even close. Don't you have clerks? Is anyone go to brief you ever? You're a Supreme Court justice. How did you get on the Supreme Court promoting an alternate reality where six-figure numbers of kids, 100,000, are in the hospital from COVID? We were warned about Sotomayor, not just from conservatives who said she was terrible, but from the left. No, we weren't. Dan. Yeah, look at the date on this article, October 28, 2010. Josh Gerstein in Politico. You know Lawrence Tribe? Lawrence Tribe's a big lefty. Well, he advised Barack Obama, here's a quote from the political piece, against nominating Sotomayor to the Supreme Court last year. According to a shockingly frank letter, Lawrence Tribe, a lefty, told Obama, gosh, was this true? Bluntly put, she's not nearly as smart as she she seems to think she is. Tribe wrote of Sotomayor in a 2009 letter. (laughs) And that Sotomayor's benefits are in terms of personal history and demographic appeal. This is it, folks. This is where we are right now. You appoint a Supreme Court justice, right? You nominate one who is then appointed upon consent of the Senate, right? Sonia Sotomayor whose only appeal is personal history and demographics, not her ability to rule on the law or her smarts. The the gavel's in. That sounds like a dipwad decision to me. Well, that's where we are. That's the left for you, Sonia Sotomayor, one of the nine most powerful legal professionals in the known cosmos, doesn't even know that a hundred thousand kids are not in the hospital for COVID, and that she's off by ninety six thousand. <sighs> the mass delusion, folks. I want you to understand why. I, I don't want to go on without explaining this to you. I Forgive me if you've heard this often, but I, I, need to, I need to make sure this is tattooed in your skull. The reason the left continues to promote the mass delusion that the vaccines are somehow preventing COVID, even though it's starting to belatedly acknowledge that they won't, that vaccines are the only answer to this, that masks work, and that ivermectin and other treatments need to go away, is because of the walking dead hypothesis. They need to keep you scared, right? Nobody walks into a prison voluntarily. You walk into a prison like they did in that television series, The Walking Dead, because they were afraid the zombies on the outside were going to attack them. So they found that abandoned prison they thought was secured. Nobody walks in a prison voluntarily unless you're scared. They need the fear campaign going. This is why they continue to pump the mass delusion. Another one who pumped the mass delusion endlessly talking about masks and the vaccines and everything like that is AOC who is vaccinated. And I believe is boosted as well. Talked about masks. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Yet AOC showed up down here in Florida without a mask on, hanging out in a state that doesn't have the mandates that she loves. AOC, sadly, speaking as you'll see from this New York Post, but I do mean that. I don't listen. This is not a joke. I don't wish illness on anyone. That's Immoral and entirely unethical. But the New York Post reports AOC is now tested positive for COVID 19. Now, I I can imagine it'll only be a matter of days before someone around her, if not her staff or herself, blame Ron DeSantis for this. Um, But that just goes to show you. Folks, here's the reality because I won't play into a mass delusion. There's nothing AOC could have done. You can't see the virus, it is a respiratory virus. It's very difficult sometimes when you're around people. There's not a big red flashing light over their head. Look, you're entering a coronavirus contamination zone. That's not the way this works. There is nothing she could have done. It's not coming to Florida that mattered. She could have caught it in New York just as easily. Matter of fact, places where they have And I don't want conservatives to fall into this trap. Oh, look, unmasked AOC in Florida got COVID. No, AOC could have gotten COVID anywhere. Los Angeles and New York, with these strict mandates, are having a far worse problem with coronavirus hospitalizations and deaths than Florida. So clearly, it has nothing to do with mandates or masks, because if it did, places with mask mandates and vaccine mandates and lockdowns would be doing better, and they're not. Right. It's not her fault. However, what is her fault? His her endless promoting of mitigation measures, vaccine mandates and mask mandates that clearly don't work. She is pumping a mass delusion, making sure you voluntarily walk yourself into the prison and lock the door behind you because you're scared of what could be on the outside. So AOC continues the fear campaign. Florida, Florida, oh my gosh, Florida. She came to Florida. How scared, think about it, right? If she really believed in this fear campaign, the fear campaign. Why isn't she walking into the prison herself? The ideological prison of the mind where people feel like they can't go out without a mask. And if there's not a mandate, they're all going to get sick and die. Even though when they have mandates, people are getting sick and dying. If she believes so much in masks and that Florida is such a dangerous place because of its lack of mandates. And why'd she come down here? You ever ask yourself why you walked into the prison, why you're locked up in your house, why you as a liberal, you're supporting all these mechanisms that hurt and impact your life. But AOC. The one telling you to support them doesn't support them herself. Did you ever wonder that? Is that not fair game? Again, it's not her fault she got coronavirus. But it is her fault that she continues to pump this mass delusion onto people that it is now crystal clear, clear as day, she does not believe herself. Reality hits hard. I wish her well. I hope she gets better. She apparently has some symptoms too, which is not good because the symptoms are really nasty. I've lived through it, folks. It's no fun. It's just a real disgrace that these people continue to do this. Pump the mass delusion up your wazoo. Now, the AP did a fact check on this mass delusion. You know what? I'm going to get to that in a second. Showing you that, uh, uh, again, proving the point, the AP, one of the greatest cell phones ever, not cell phones, self-owns, O-W-N-S, one of the greatest cell phones ever, They try to debunk that we're living in a mass delusion by continuing to pump the mass delusion. This actually happened this weekend. So they're terrified, the liberal media, the liberal media, the libs slash media, because they're the same thing. But they are technically two distinct groups. You have media people, and you have liberal activists, although the bleed over is significant because media people, they get paid by media operations can be liberal activists, too. They're terrified that the gaslighting is going to be exposed. It's why they lose their minds every time conservatives point out hypocrisy by Nancy Pelosi with her maskless fundraising gala. You guys remember that one? And AOC yeah, down yeah. here in Florida, no mask, despite criticizing Florida and pumping up the value of masks. The liberal media knows the Saul Alinsky rules apply. And the Sololinsky rules are clear. Alinsky, who wrote Rules for Radicals and was an, a, a leftist activist, always said, make your political opponents live up to their own series of rules. Because when they can't do it, which AOC won't, down here in Florida with no mask, it shows they don't believe in the rules, and it discredits the rules they want to, again, hoist onto your back. The liberal media is worried. They're worried right now that they're being exposed. So the AP, which is a, 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 at the top of the totem pole of liberal media activists, dedicated an entire fact-checking column to dismissing an interview that happened on the Joe Rogan show with a doctor who talked about this mass formation psychosis which is really a fancy term for basically mass gaslighting, gaslighting being telling a lie, telling a lie often, telling it confidently and isolating people from the truth. Why would you lie, lie often and and isolate people from the truth? Because you want them to believe something that's not true. That's why you want them to believe masks are the solution. The vaccines are somehow preventing COVID. Even though, again, they folded on this a little bit because it got to be too ridiculous. This is why you do things like this. You want people to believe in alternate reality. The fact that this guy addressed it and everybody was putting in search engines mass formation psychosis, psychosis, which could break the delusion, drove them nuts. So the AP, uh, Angelo Fischera and Josh Kelly, humiliated themselves this past weekend and did a fact check (air quotes, fact focus, unfounded theory) used to dismiss COVID measures. This, (laughs) this this is, this may be the single greatest. Fact check, air quotes, I have ever seen in my life. Suggesting people are living under a delusion because their delusion isn't panning out. And you fact check that people are suggesting that the delusion is real by gaslighting people into believing the delusion isn't real. Good job, baby. I'm actually impressed by your second and third order thinking right there. Very good. Dismissing concerns about gaslighting by, yes, gaslighting people. Yes, whatever you want to call it, mass formation psychosis, delusions, gaslighting, it does exist. It's existed throughout human history. Involves the depersonalization effect, where people are so scared because politicians get them so frightened. You're going to die of corona. Remember that poll we did, Guy? The left thought well, there was a 30 40% chance of hospitalization or death or something yeah. from yeah. coronavirus. 40%, percent was it? You get people so scared, right, that they will do anything and forfeit their freedom. They have to keep that up. That's the depersonalization effect. where they stop thinking about their individual problems and they focus like a laser on one thing, I'm going to die from corona. They will do anything, anything to stop the pain. Anything. The pain of fear. AP's worried that once the delusion's exposed, like the Mysterio character in that Spider-Man thing, right? Oh my gosh, it's just drones. They're terrified the whole thing's going to fall apart. Hilarious AP. Here's another article I read this weekend, which I really, really need you to look at. It'll be in my newsletter today. Please subscribe to the newsletter. Sign up for it. It is free, no cost. We will not spam your inbox. It's bongino.com newsletter. Please, I find these articles out there, and I really would like for you to read them if you can. The Epic Times. Again, part of their mass delusion is making you believe vaccines and masks are the only answer. They do not want you to talk about alternative treatments like ivermectin. There's an article in the Epic Times by Joseph, by Joseph Mercola. I don't have the time to go through the entire article, but there's a lot of hard science in there. It says more good news on ivermectin. You can link to it in there. And I asked the question, given all the science they have in there, about the potential efficacy of this drug when it comes to the treatment of uh, coronavirus infections, both in the acute and chronic stage of it. How long can they continue to hide this information on ivermectin? How long? How long will this continue to be suppressed? I'm getting word that quietly a lot of leftists behind the scenes when they catch coronavirus themselves are asking their own doctors for ivermectin. Oh, Kind of like AOC telling you to wear a mask and Florida is a dangerous place despite not wearing a mask in Florida, the place she called dangerous, right? Make them live up to their own rules. Expose them all. Folks, I took ivermectin. I took ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Some of you have asked for my protocol. I repeated it. I had a very severe case of coronavirus. It was bad. I'm not exaggerating. It was rough for the people who are on the show. know I was in really bad shape. I had to skip my Fox show. I didn't even miss a show when I was doing chemo. Right. I took ivermectin. I took hydroxychloroquine. I took a pack. I took phenofibrate And talk to your doctor. This stuff may not be appropriate for you, uh, but I did talk to mine. I took vitamin D, melatonin, zinc, quercetin, and a good chunk of vitamin C. I continued to eat and hydrate myself. And, folks, I got better in 36 hours. Why, why, why me? I had the monoclonals, too, to give you a full scope, monoclonal antibodies. But if that cocktail could get me better from 103 and a half fever and being really, really sick in only 36 hours, and why is it only me? Why, why only me and people who are whatever connected can get it? Why is that? Why can't you get it too? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the way, I'm not connected to any medical people or anything like that. The point is like everyone should get access to these life-saving drugs if you need them and your doctor deems them appropriate. Speaking of the mass delusion, it's not just on coronavirus and you know uh, vaccines and masks and the suppression of information about ivermectin. It's not just there. And by the way, again, I, for the thousandth time, I'm daring YouTube to ban this because we mentioned ivermectin, um, please ban my account. I've been begging you to do it forever. I've already stood strong against these vaccine mandates. I've been taking principal positions for a long time on this stuff. I used I had my, I, you heard me talk about what's going on with cumulus and everything. I am not backing down for anything. YouTube ban my account. We will continue to talk about ivermectin and the non-efficacy of masks and the declining efficacy of these vaccines. And I don't care. I'm daring you to ban this. I've been forever. They won't. They may, actually, at this point. Who knows? But they're afraid because of rumble. But that doesn't absolve you of the responsibility, not legal responsibility, but the responsibility morally to know what you're talking about. These endless fear campaigns about the global warming and climate change, how the earth is going to end, and we're all on the razor's edge of destruction. This is just nonsense. It's hyperbolic nonsense, which feeds into the fear campaign I discussed before to get you to voluntarily walk into the prison. This time, not the prison of the mask and the vaccine. This time, we're talking about the prison of give up your uh, access to natural gas and and nuclear power, or whatever it may be, for windmills everywhere, right? Totally impractical things like this. They want your heating bill to go up 100 200%, and you to take that responsibility on you, but Harrison Ford's not doing it. What is he doing? Is he downgrading his house? Is he living in an apartment? Is he riding around on a bicycle all day? I think it was stupid, but at least I'd respect him. Very disappointing. Again, if you would give... The opportunity is right in front of you, this right now. I know you won't take it. I'm going to get this Michael Anton piece at the end of the show, I, uh, which is really good. It's a must read. I know you won't take it, but the opportunity is in front of you right now to build a bridge to the conservative and Republican movement. It's there. You have power in the presidency. You have power in the House and power in the Senate. You have an effective majority with Kamala Harris. I'm begging you. I'm imploring you to consider strongly. That the opportunities in front of you right now to acknowledge conservatives are right on masks, acknowledge they were right to be skeptical of the efficacy early on of the vaccine, which was clearly overstated, acknowledge we were right that there is some science, maybe not conclusive, but some science on ivermectin, acknowledge we were right that, yes, we should take care of the environment. This is our planet. God gave it to us, and we should take care of it and be good stewards of the planet. But that does not mean we should bankrupt the entire globe in an effort to somehow take zero zero one degree off the global temperature in the next few years. That's impractical. If he would acknowledge that, he would build massive bridges. And I bet there were some solutions we could come to some mutual agreement on. Or some, There are no solutions. Some maybe partial fixes. They're not interested in any of that. Your science deniers, according to Harrison Ford, very disappointing. Anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. I'm not anti-anything. I'm pro-truth. And that drives the left crazy. That's why they've doubled down their attacks on me. They, that, that loser, Eric Osnard, or whatever the hell his name is, from that New Yorker. And then some guy, uh, Lenny Green, in the New York Daily News this weekend had a total meltdown that there's a New York station that's carrying my radio show now. He was horrified. Leonard Green, oh my gosh, Dan Bongino's spewing misinformation. These people are just total losers, man. They're obsessed with me because this show is about the truth. All right, let me move on. I had a new segment on my show, Unfiltered. It's called Unfiltered on Unfiltered, and it's uh, me, no prompter. Listen, sometimes you need the prompter because of the, the, the length of the segment. The ins and outs are kind of reminders. Yeah. But we have a new segment on my show, Fox, on my Fox show, Unfiltered, excuse me, called Unfiltered on Unfiltered. Believe me, there's zero prompter. It just says, like, Dan, talk about whatever you want. And I did a thing on School Choice this weekend. I'm not going to play that cut. You can watch the show and check that out. But something else hit me about school choice. It's one of the most powerful videos I've seen in a long time. But as some people, the delusions being broken, the whole Mysterio drone army faking the alternate reality, people are starting to see the drones and wake up. A great video coming up next about the power of education as an opportunity and a way up and a way out. So yeah, I did this new segment, which I'm really enjoying, even though it's only been the first week, called Unfiltered and Unfiltered, where I just riffed um, like I do on the podcast, on the show. And we really enjoyed it this weekend. We had a blast because no one knew it was coming, even the Fox people. And uh, I spoke about school choice. School choice matters to me. I get it, I get it. I totally understand this isn't the hottest topic every single day, but it matters to me because the greatest untapped resource we have in this country is our human capital. and and And, and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of kids are being left behind with a substandard education. And they're not being part of that human capital pool in the United States because we can't fix Their schools because the Democrats keep getting in our way. Some Democrats. Hat tip, I don't know this guy, but I want to salute him. He is a Democrat. Showing I am willing to reach across the aisle. Are you willing to do the same? When it's to fight for our kids, for truth, for for real justice for these kids. Here's a Nebraska state senator and a Democrat, Justin Wayne. There's a school choice bill in Nebraska and apparently some Democrats again are trying to get in the way of people in Justin Wayne's community getting a good education. This is a Democrat. He's had about enough of this. I want you to watch this. Check this out. My community can't wait anymore. So here's my offer to all of the people here who have kids. Here's my offer. I will vote to kill this bill if you send your kids to one of the kids' schools in my district that were waiting to turn around. If you do that, Senator Day, Senator Kavanaugh, John Kavanaugh, I know, Michaela will, everybody get on the mic and let's make that promise, let's transfer the kids, so as we spend six, seven years in elementary school changing a school, your kid be a part of that change. And when they fall behind, when they don't have the resources, allegedly When they're dealing with suspensions and things like that, then we can all go through it together. Listen, Justin Wayne, I don't know you. Obviously, we have some significant differences politically. If you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican, but we don't have a significant difference on one thing. Our kids matter. All of our kids, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Muslim, Jew, Christian, Hindu, Indian, Native American, doesn't matter south american central american i don't care you are a citizen of this country you deserve a shot your kids deserve a shot you have an ally in me you're welcome on my show if you'd like to come on just have your people reach out our emails on the website you have my full support he brings up a pretty great point no you guys don't want school choice for everyone? Fine. Send your kids to the crappy schools our neighborhood kids are forced to go to. Yeah, that'll fix it. That'll fix it right away. Make them live by their own rules. You sensing a theme to today's show? None of this was by accident. All right, moving on. Get ready for a full court press, folks. On election hijacking, Nancy Pelosi is doubling down. There's a two-step program here they have to hijack elections moving forward. moving forward two-step program number one they have to decimate and destroy voter id that is a must my father used to say that growing up daniel that's a must when i had to do something i love my dad but that used to drive me nuts first step the must they have to destroy voter id you can't cheat as easily you can cheat but it's not as easy with voter id in place where people have to produce an id to actually vote okay The Democrats do not want election integrity. They hate it. It's why they abhor, why they can't stand. They With vitriolic, deep blood-boiling hatred, they hate voter ID. So step one, destroy voter ID. Step two to hijack elections. They have to expand the potential voter pool, even if the pool of possible voters are not even eligible to vote because they're not even citizens of the United States. Come on, Dan. This sounds like an exaggeration. Hijacking elections. We always bring the proof, man. I'm not going to waste your time. Cue up video one for me, Gee, Here's Nancy Pelosi this weekend, who now that they see public sentiment has turned dramatically on voter ID, they've got to dial it back. There's nothing they can, they cannot let voter ID pass. It will, listen to me, mark my words, it will change the country. The cheating regimen will go out the window It'll become really, really hard to cheat. So Pelosi's got to dial up the temperature. So what does she do? She magically ties January 6th to the Democrats' new election hijacking measure, which would destroy voter ID. Now, if this isn't a stretch, I don't know what is, but expect more of this in the coming days because they're trying to push their measure this week, their election hijacking measure. John Lewis Voting Rights Acts and H.R. 1, with Biden traveling around the country telling you a voter ID is racist. Check this out. What the Republicans are doing across the country is really a, a legislative continu- continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine our democracy, to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the, uh, the, the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy. He says they're going to... Uh, We're talking about January 6th up to 2060. No, they're not. At least 2080, dude. You're off by, uh, come on, Joe, right? 2060. At least 2085, (laughs) 2090. I mean, come on, guy. Give me a break. Uh. Yeah. I mean, right. Seriously. Uh, They will compare January 6th to anything. Puppy adoption. There was a, a puppy (laughs) <laughs> on the lawn during January 6th. Yeah, no more puppy adoption. Gotta, there's nothing they won't do to get... January 6th will be compared to everything. Tax bills, voter bills, health care bills, school choice bills, regulatory reform, energy policy, health care policy, anything. They are obsessed with January 6th. But the more important point is notice how she does that. If you believe in voter ID and election integrity, notice how she flips it on its head. You're the one trying to destroy the integrity of elections, and you're the one who's affronted democracy. This is unbelievable. Talk about a dipsy doo flipperoo. Does not compute. So step one, you're darn right. Step one, destroy voter. Aid. Step two, expand the voter pool, even to people who are not uh, or not legally eligible to vote, including illegal immigrants. No, that's not happening. Really. <laughs> Here's even Jake Tapper, right? Jake is confronting Eric Adams. It be good for him. The mayor of New York City, by the way, about, hey, you want illegal immigrants to vote in New York City elections? Gee, that doesn't sound fair to citizens. This happened. Check it out on CNN. You announced last night that you're going to support a law passed last month in New York City, which will allow roughly 800,000 legal non-citizens to vote in local elections provided that they've lived in new york for at least 30 days you previously called the bill problematic and expressed concern about giving a right to vote to non-citizens who've only been here for a short amount of time i think there are a lot of americans watching right now who might share your concerns and, uh, and also have more broadly questions about the idea of people who have not taken a citizenship test prepared for that test by learning about the u.s who haven't sworn an oath to the country getting to vote Why did you change your mind and why is it acceptable for non-citizens to vote in an American election? No, I did not change my mind. I supported the concept of the bill. The one aspect of that I had a problem with and I thought was problematic was the 30-day part of being in the country for 30 days was the place that I had questions. And I sat down with my colleagues. I'm a big believer in conversation, we have to start talking to each other and not at each other. And after hearing their rationale and their theories behind it, uh, I thought it was more important to not veto the bill or get in the way at all and allow the bill to move forward. You believe this? So think about it. You come here for, say, a six-month period, you overstay a visa. He brought up a good point. You could vote in six months, depending on the election schedule. You could vote on a primary, if there's a runoff in a state, you could vote in a runoff. I don't think they have it in New York City. It may be the plurality. And the general election, all the entire time, not being even a citizen of the United States of America. Eric Adams, by the way, the new mayor of New York City, the guy's a joke, okay? Let's stop pretending he's gonna be better than de Blasio. He's little mini de Blasio. He's de Blasio with like him trying to be an heir. De Blasio wasn't even like a cool cat, he was just a loser. But Eric Adams tries to be like the cool guy. Hey, I'm going to go out hanging at nightclubs, be like the New York City. This guy is going to be worse than de Blasio. Mark my words, all this crap he's talking about, cleaning up the city. The minute, the minute. I said this on Fox and Friends this morning. Joe, we're doing a time check. Monday, January 10th. Flag it. Almost 10 o'clock. I guarantee you, the minute there's a use of force incident in New York City. White police officer, black subject, that the media picks up on and says is like racial or whatever, whether it is or not. All of Eric Adams' commitments to cleaning up New York City guaranteed go out the window. Guaranteed go out the window. Even de Blasio had some issues with illegals voting in the New York City election. Oh, Eric Adams is going to clean up New York. He's a change agent. (laughs) You fell for that? That's hilarious. This is reason number three. Wait, let me check. Yes, 3,762. I'm keeping track. Just kidding. Not to vote for Democrats ever. They are liars. It's going to be a change agent. Yeah, okay, sure. Real change agent. You think it's a good idea, by the way? If you're the, let's just say you were the elected mayor of New York City and you just take office. You think it'd be a good idea to hire your brother as the deputy commissioner of the NYPD when his prior line of work was as the assistant director of parking at Virginia Commonwealth University? No, that didn't happen. Oh, he did this weekend. Look at the New York Post. This is Eric Adams again. Change agent, New York. Eric Adams defends his brother's NYPD job, says he'll protect him against white supremacists. Large contingent of white supremacists who've taken up residence in New York City. You didn't know that, folks? New York City, they all go there, gravitate to New York City. White supremacy, big problem around there. You're right, huge problem. Adams' brother, who was a retired NYPD sergeant, was listed as the deputy commissioner, a deputy commissioner on the NYPD roster. Bernard Adams, who is the assistant director for parking currently at Virginia Commonwealth University where he's worked since 2011, confirmed to the Post that he's set to oversee governmental affairs. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't. Can you just... I mean, guys, for a second. Imagine if if Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump had hired Don Jr. as, like, director of the Secret Service or something. Can you imagine? Holy Moses. Holy Moses. You've got at least... At least his kids, by the way, at least have some business experience running a multi-million dollar opera. At least. Like his kids are actually really smart, know what they're doing. I I wouldn't even have a problem with some of their, you know, appointments to these positions. And I didn't with uh, Ivanka and Jared if he wasn't. But this guy, the parking guy, he's now a deputy commissioner of the NYPD. And you guys talk about the Trump family. Ivanka, (laughs) Jared, at least they were running businesses. At least they were, Dude. whether you liked them or not, at least they were running businesses. At least they were running businesses. Speaking of nepotism, which again, the Democrats only seem to hate when it's the Trump family. They only seem to hate that when it's the Trump family, right? When Eric Adams does it, oh, I don't know. All of a sudden, his brother was the parking guy. He's more than qualified to be deputy commissioner of the NYPD, and Hunter Biden he was definitely qualified to negotiate international oil deals, even though he has no experience in international organizations, um, transnational business. Uh, he has zero experience in Ukraine or the national ga- natural gas industry. Hunter Biden is definitely the guy, right? Speaking of nepotism, remember this story about uh, I put it up in the New York Post that this the photo that appeared with Joe Biden and his dad, Hunter. Bi- uh, excuse me, excuse me, Hunter Biden and his dad, Joe Biden. They showed up in a photo, this story, it'll be in my uh, newsletter, Uh, with the business partner from Kazakhstan. They went out to dinner. Hunter Biden was doing business with the security chief guy, Karim Massimov. They took a picture with his dad, even though Hunter Biden insisted, and Joe Biden insisted that the dad had nothing to do with it. Here's an email from Hunter Biden. Here we go again. This is like, every time we do this, guys, like the Austin Powers, here's an email, a laptop. That's not my bag, baby. No, it's your bag. So Robert Biden, Hunter's his nickname. Showing uh, the picture of Masimov. So Hunter Biden to his friend uh, Rob Walker. Yes, also standing with Masimov, he writes, Prime Minister of Kazakhstan, dash close friend. So there he is. He's in a photo with this guy Masimov saying it's a close friend. Why does that matter? Because Kareem Masimov, one of the security chiefs in Kazakhstan, was arrested this weekend, uh, this past weekend, for treason during the ongoing troubles in Kazakhstan. Was Masumov a good guy, a bad guy? I'm not claiming either. He could be a, uh, he could have been, even though uh, the current president, he may have moved against the current president. Uh, I don't believe any one of them have their hands clean here. But the point is, the guy who has his hands the most dirty is Hunter Biden, who seems to have his mitts in all of this. Kazakhstan's in deep trouble, by the way. The Russians are sending troops in there. This is really not a good uh, development this weekend. It's been collapsing under massive civil unrest. And here's a story I saw was sent to me by a listener that I want you to keep your eyes on. Again, this will be in the newsletter today. I need you to read this. Bongino.com newsletter. Kazakhstan apparently has a uh, virology lab in Almaty. Well, there have been claims on both sides, but there have been claims that the bio lab and the virology lab, sound a little bit like the Wuhan thing, were seized by rioters. Now, the Daily Mail piece, Kazakhstan, you can see, is denying that the military laboratory was seized by rioters after Russia claimed the possible pathogen leak, as country's health ministry says that more than 160 have been killed during protests in the country. Folks, listen, uh, this story could be big trouble. A bioweapons lab, a military facility in a country that is now in the process of collapsing, potentially being under the possession of rioters who probably have zero expertise in managing a bioweapons lab, This is one of those stories, January 9th, 2022 is the print date. Read it. It'll be in my newsletter today. And I hope we never mention this story again. I kid you not. I hope and pray this is the last time we hear about this story. Because this reminds me early on when my wife was telling me, showing me when she was, this is right before Guy came on board. My wife was telling me, Dan, I think this thing in Wuhan is going to get ugly with this lab. Look at some of the videos. I will never forget. Just a quick story. I hate to get off on, purpose, but it's very fast. My wife, very early on, knew something was going on with the uh, Delta, vi- with the uh, excuse me, with the coronavirus in Wuhan. Very, she followed it. She's obsessed with this kind of stuff. Candidly, I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't think anything that bad is going to happen, but we should keep her eye on it. She orders a bunch of stuff from the local Walmart: food, toilet paper, all that stuff. The guy shows up downstairs in a delivery, and he says to my wife, I'm not joking, Do you know something I don't? And my wife was like, nah, just suspicious. On my life, that happened. She was onto this early on. I hope it's the last time we mentioned that story. All right, I saved the most important story for last, and I probably should have got to it first, but there's so much to talk about. I wanted to make sure I'm not constricted on time on this, right? Because I had to get through the other stuff. Michael Anton is back. We're going to try and get him on the radio show this week. Uh, Michael Anton is one of my favorite writers out there. He writes at the American Mind. It's a piece he put out on January 4th, not that long ago. I really need you to read. The newsletter is loaded today. It's called Blue America's Messaging Problem, and it's something we've discussed often on the show. Folks, there's this phenomenon developing right now where the left is growing more and more aggressive, more and more violent in many cases. And no matter how many times we encourage on our side nonviolence and a peaceful resolution to the country's just massive political problems, the left will continue to accuse us of fomenting a civil war, despite in many cases the left directly calling for violence, as I pointed out with the Democracy Integrity Project. Michael Anton points out this disparity in messaging in his new piece called Blue America's Messaging Problem." where the left gets increasingly violent and aggressive with their rhetoric on us and any attempt to expose their violent and aggressive rhetoric as potentially instigating a a, a, a real fracture in the United States that could turn ugly, they point to us as fomenting violence. This is what they do. It's the 180 we talked about in the beginning of the show. It's a massive gaslighting effort. We will attack them, the left is saying. We will attack conservatives relentlessly. We will pursue them wherever they go. We will take their civil liberties away. We will attack their states like Florida. And anything they do to fight back, they will say, quote, how dare you? You're an insurrectionist. You're fomenting civil war. Here's a quote from Anton's piece about how this messaging problem can't possibly continue. It's now becoming transparently obvious that the left, the radical left, not all, but the radical left are two things and unquestionably two things, extremely aggressive and definitely racist with their CRT nonsense. They can't, the message problem can't, let me just read this from the Anton piece, it's very good. He says, from the blue states, from the blue's perspective, why not just let the baddies go? Why not just let us go, right? If not in a national divorce, then at least through radical federalism, where the federal government shrinks and the states do their thing. In other words, he's saying in the opening paragraph, the obvious, if the left hates us so much, and even though they're racist, they claim we're racist, and even though they're super violent and aggressive, they claim we're violent and aggressive, then why not just let us go and live on your own? He says blues, he calls them, have an especially hard time answering this one. It's not obvious why anyone would insist on living forever with people they vehemently insist are despicable, are born irredeemably rapacious, racist, and oppressive, and can never reform. Yet nothing more quickly drives a blue-to-mouth-frothing rage than the mere suggestion that the two sides of the partisan divide try to put some distance between one another. They say, how dare you, they shriek. You're an insurrectionist. You are fomenting civil war. Let me explain this to you. What's going on here? Why is it that the left claims we're irredeemably racist, we're insurrectionists, we're violent, we're aggressive, when in fact they're talking about themselves? And yet when we say things like, let's move towards radical federalism, where we shrink the federal government to its uh, strict constitutional role and let the states do what they want. Oh, that's insurrection. You're fomenting a civil war. Are we? How is that exactly? We do have a constitution that provides for states' rights and a difference of opinion on how states should be governed. What's wrong with that? How is that a civil war exactly? You can't explain that. But what is the main driving ethos behind the left and why they will never, quote, let us go? Why? Have you ever thought about this? You ever thought about this? Really, processes? Ladies and gentlemen, the left's entire guiding ethos, their entire meaning for their life, the Hot Pockets liberals in their mom's basement playing video games all day, right? Their entire guiding ethos is this, subjugation. There is no meaning to their lives if they're not subjugating others. That's not us. We believe in family and friends and community and church and faith. Our life has meaning outside of our politics. The left has no meaning outside of politics, nothing. Their entire lives are identity politics, protest, social justice, fake social justice campaigns. They have nothing else. Their entire guiding ethos to their socialist mentality is the subjugation of others. But what does the subjugation of others require? It requires two things subjugation and others. You can't be in charge of an island with no one on it, right? You can't be the monarch of no one. You get what are you, the monarch of Wilson, the volleyball, Tom Hanks, the left on the island and Castaway. Wilson! You have to be in charge of people. If your entire guiding ethos, if you're a socialist, is to subjugate others and to control the proletariat and attack the bourgeoisie, whatever it may be, you need to have groups of people to subjugate. And the fact that we want to separate from them and get away from them and escape their subjugation drives them crazy. Don't ever forget, the leftist needs those two things, subjugation and people. When you take one of those variables out of the equation, the whole thing falls apart. That's why they will never, ever let us go. Ever. This is a great piece by Michael Anton. It's lengthy. It's worth your time. Blue America's messaging problem. We'll try to get him on the radio show this week. Read it at my newsletter. Hey, thank you so much for subscribing to my Rumble account. We are escaping the big tech tyranny. Every day with Rumble. Thank you so, so much. We are now at 2.01 million. Yes, million subscribers on my Rumble account. Thank you for being part of it. Please subscribe today. It is free. It is the the biggest threat to big tech out there right now is Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino. You can find my show right there. Just click the follow, subscribe button. We really appreciate it. Thanks, folks. I'll see you on the radio show. You just heard Dan Bongino.